to our God. Make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise unto our King, unto our God. La, 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 that you guys would be with us this weekend and uh, this is a special time obviously we know someone that's no longer in the grave but he's alive and, and he's living inside of a people that love him and know him and um, but we welcome you wherever you're from and um, those that are watching online and uh, we just bless our family online we have a great family that's the gathering family that watches and they're part of us this has been a real special weekend. It's been, it's the, if you don't know, some of you say, what's going on? Well, besides Resurrection Sunday, this has been the Re Eagles Return Weekend. The Cherokees are moving back to North Carolina. Just, and um, so that's a rather significant event. It's way more than what we know is what I feel. And, uh, but anyway, we did make some DVD copies of the Eagles' return from Friday night, which was amazing. And then yesterday, we thought, I didn't know. what It was a question and answer time. It was a great anointed time. And, uh, and then uh, later on, Clifton will be ministering. So these will be available, $15, I think, in the back of the bookstore. Anyway, thanks for those that did uh, prepared breakfast. We have what we call the Moravian Love Feast. We learned about it in Germany when we visited the Moravian, you know, the birthplace and how that was a time when revival was birthed. What they did, they got right with one another. They started repenting on the way to a church service. They had communion and anyway, the Holy Spirit fell in a hundred year prayer meeting. Just a simple thing, you know. Missions broke out. 
They would sell themselves as slaves in order to preach the gospel in foreign lands. I mean, you know, nothing out of the ordinary, just total radical move of God. And that's what we need now in this hour. But um, so that's thank you guys for preparing that. Just a couple of things we want to mention and something I want to do. I felt we need to take advantage of every moment. Some things don't come around. You have to grab hold of it when it's time. But there's a women's conference coming up. It's in a few weeks. And if you haven't registered the women, you can go to thegatheringchurch.info. And uh, you can find the information on that. And then every Friday, now this is our 12th Friday, we've been doing Friday night fire in the falls. And um, we just felt like gather, position yourself, get ready, open up for a great move of the Spirit. And so we're just going to be positioned. I don't know how long it'll last. My own thought is maybe till he comes again. You know, I don't know. But, but anyway, it's, gonna, it's been really good. And Gary Beaton, who was here a few weeks ago, he'll be this Friday. He's the guy that took care of Bob Jones in the last weeks, months, I don't know, many months before he died. And then next Sunday, you know when Rick Joyner was here, what, a month ago? He asked me, he said, you know, David, I'd like to do part two at your church. What, are you, what am I going to say? No, Rick, you know, you know, I don't think you can do part, no. So he'll be here next Sunday to do part two. Just, you know, it'll be a blessing. He had such a good time. Which is, you know, pretty encouraging. He doesn't even smile much, but anyway, no. No, that was a good... So that's in a couple weeks. But anyway, we welcome anybody visiting for the first time. You've never been to the gathering. We want to give you something. God bless you guys. And back here, our God, there's someone over in this corner. We just welcome all... And oh, yeah, hand them out some things. We just appreciate everyone. Also... While they're doing that, thank you for those who went to Saturate USA yesterday. There's a group out of Florida. Their goal is to pass out Jesus DVDs to every home in America. That's a big task. But we took on our region. So we've been passing Jesus DVDs. And we went yesterday, and it was glorious, wasn't it? Getting to pray with people. And anyway, we'll do it again in about three weeks. So see Jerry. Where's Jerry? Raise your hand, Jerry. There he is. If you like to be on one of them teams, because it stirs you up, you know, to be out with the people and just love them. And, and most, I don't know anybody thrown us out yet, you know. Some guys look like they might want to, but, you know, it's, you get over it, you know. But anyway, I want to do something. I want to take advantage of something. And then we're going to receive an offering. And then um, Michael and Judy Powell. Michael is a man of incredible vision, and God has shown him so much. And this entire weekend is because Michael uh, heard from the Lord, and uh, he's going to come and share briefly what happened this weekend and how you can be a part and then introduce Clifton, our speaker, but um, from the Cherokee tribe in Oklahoma. But anyway, you know the church is a family, right? We're supposed to be the close-knit family. It's just like God hates divorce. I wonder if he hates divorces among families. I don't know, but it's something to consider. Then, you know, we're a fellowship. The main thing is not right now. The main thing was what we did before. We're fellowship. We get to know one another, love one another. We've asked people how they're doing. They say, I'm doing good. And then you look at them and say, no, you're not. You're lying. Tell me the truth. You know what I mean? Because most people just tell you. And then we're the faithful. You got to be the faithful. Say, I'm going to be faithful unto death. You know you're going to have to quote that more than you know. And then the few, you know, there's a remnant. 
Where did we ever hear that the whole ball game is going to come to Jesus anyway? Because he said, few that find it. Narrow is the way. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. And narrow is the way and few that find it. We forget about Jesus saying that. Then we're a foundation of truth. The guys on TV are not going to tell us the truth. The guys in our Congress homes are not going to tell us the truth. Who's supposed to? The church. We're the pillar and the foundation of the truth. If you don't tell people the truth, they'll never know it. They'll be lost in their lives. And uh, anyway, and then we are a fighting force. We're warriors in the spirit. Sometimes we don't feel like that. How many of you feel like a warrior every day, every single day? I mean, you know, you do every day, but we need to stick around you, you know. But anyway, you know, um, there's a war going on. How many of you know that? We're in the midst of a biological war. I'm not going to go into great detail because they'll cut us off. But we're in a war, and it's a biological war. And I, some churches are actually promoting this and ministries. And it's, it's going to bear just the fruit because they're doing it without God and it's men's creation of what, how they're going to fix a problem that they created. But anyway, I'm not going to go too far. Then we're in a psychological warfare. Have you noticed you hear one thing and then they say the other thing about, you know, like one day you don't wear a mask, the next day wear a mask, you don't need the mask, throw them away. Wear them, no, wear them when you're looking at your wife, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> you know, stay six feet, no, they don't have to stay. Get this, do this, it's, have you noticed? It's called gaslighting. It's psychological warfare. And people need to know so you can go tell people because they don't know. How are they going to know unless we tell them? And um, anyways, what a day to be alive. But part of the warfare is repentance. Spiritual warfare. That's what we're called to, spiritual warfare. The weapons we have are not going to do much damage against the weapons, you know, the big guys have. But we're the big guys because the big guy, Jesus, lives in us. So anyway, i got to show you this scripture, and then we have to do this. Can you bear with me for a moment? But you got to look, and the guys in uh, the part of our family have already heard this, but I have a greater revelation. Lamentations. It won't take but a minute, but Lamentations. Listen to this verse. Verse 17 of Lamentations chapter 4. Think about what our nation has been through the last months. We were waiting. We were hoping. Now look at this verse. Now I know you'd say, how can you just pick that out? I didn't pick it out. The Holy Spirit led me to it. But whatever was written beforehand was written for our example on whom the ends of the ages have come. That's what the Bible says, right? Everybody know. Look in verse 17. Still our eyes failed us, watching vainly for our help. In our watching, we watch for a nation or a government or a president. Or you can fill in the blank. That could not save us. Now, I could go into great detail in verse 18, but I won't. They tracked our steps. It got so discouraging to Jeremiah. He said, our days were over, our end has come. And then he goes in and fills in the blanks in chapter 5. You should read it later. But what happened as a result of their rejection of God is that they even had to buy their water at a price. And in verse 4, even their wood came at a grace price. They had to buy their, in other words, they lost all their possessions. Their land was given over to another there's none to deliver us. Uh, there was the fever of famine. Real exciting stuff before you go to bed. You know, read this. No, it's some serious stuff. But the problem was their sin. It said, woe to us for we've sinned. 
And then he backs up in verse 7 of chapter 5. Our fathers sinned and are no more, but we bear their iniquities. Now, how does this weekend fit in with all of this? The Lord bringing the Cherokees here, they're getting ready to move into North Carolina. We have to respond in a proper way. And I was, I've been all night, that song from 1971 has been in my mind. Remember Cherokee Nation? This is just one of the verses. They took the whole Cherokee nation, put us on this reservation. Now, the second verse says, locked us up on the reservation. They took away all our ways of life, the tomahawk, the bow, the knife. They took away our native tongue and taught their English to our young. And so proud you lived, so proud you died. Seems like one of the verses was, we were making beads and then... Now China makes them, or somewhere, no, Japan or something. But anyway, you can listen to that song. But the end of it talks about something would happen, and then it says, and the Cherokees will return, will return, will return, will return. You remember that? You remember that? So anyway, hey, Clifton, would you come up here for a moment, and my wife and uh, Linda, come on up. We want to, I felt like we are too, you know, we weren't here, but it says, it says in Lamentations, our fathers sinned and are no more, but we bear their iniquities. So we want to just do something. I know these things have been done in the past. We had a group from Canada. They were from a First Nations group in Canada, and they gave us these flags. And they got up here, this was like five to six years ago, and they said, we offer you forgiveness before you ask. And I don't know that we asked that day because we were blown away. Well, we're going to ask today. All right, so I just, this is the way I wrote it down. But we, I just want you to know, we confess to you the iniquity, the sin, the rebellion, the broken promises, the vows we made, the criminality, the injustice, all the things that our fathers did. And we bear their iniquity. And we ask you to forgive us. And we're praying that God would restore many times fold all the years that the locusts have devoured. And we just speak a blessing over you. And we thank you for honoring our land. And we want you to know you're welcome back to North Carolina. You're welcome. Now, I know you have many staffs probably, but this one is for Moravian Falls. And our intercessors made it. And we just wanted to give it to you as a, just as a symbol that we love you, we receive you, we honor you as a friend, as a brother, as a co-laborer in Christ. And I can't wait till you get here because there was a prophecy things wouldn't really break out until you got here. We've been waiting for and you. And so we've been waiting. And so would you receive this, and would, we, would you forgive us for the sins of our land against you and your people? Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, on behalf of the uh, Cherokee Nation, I want to just say that I am, like you, you've heard me say this all weekend, I am totally healed in the name of Jesus Christ of all the atrocity. And this morning, as the pastor uh, also asks us for forgiveness, I have already forgiven you yes, before I got here. Amen. And thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. 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 I want to tell you something about this. 
The intercessors knew they were coming and we prayed and asked the Lord, what could we give them? One of the intercessors said, Lord, we need wood from Arabian Falls. She got the most ugliest piece of wood and the Lord said, what do you see, daughter? And she said, I see a knob. He said, I see an eagle. He said, the branches of the trees are where the eagles nest. This knows the eagle. And the thank eagle you. return. Thank you. Amen. Much. Praise God. Well, thank you guys for letting us do that. Hey, we want to receive our offering. Well, this morning I'm sitting over there and the Lord begins to say, look around. Geographically and spiritually, you are now standing in the kingdom of God. Think about that. We always think it's to come or whatever, but you know what? The kingdom of God is here. And this Passover, like no other Passover for 2,000 years, is about resurrection of what the enemy thought he had taken down. Think about that. Think about redemption. This weekend, we had the opportunity to have um, Apostle Clifton and his team come here and speak. And they sat out front here on Thursday and, I mean on Saturday morning, to answer questions. And they are living examples of the fact that the gates of hell can't prevail against the church. Amen. The enemy had come, stolen their land, taken them, put them on reservations, did everything he can to exterminate them on the Trail of Tears put them in a place of poverty, tried to poison them with tainted food, and put them in a place that the U.S. government had thought they had no use for, surely they can't survive or thrive here. It became ridden with alcoholism, drug abuse, diabetes is the biggest killer on that land. Yet, the gates of hell could not prevail against them. Although it thought it had them, Jesus, who has risen, one, has risen at one time, came in and pulled them out of there and redeemed them. And now they're coming back to bring that fire of the Lord back to this area. Unfortunately, in Wilkes County, over 150 years ago, we were very much a part of stealing the land from the Indians that lived on it. Not only did we steal what they had here, but we housed them in internment camps right here on this land before they were forced to walk on the Trail of Tears, which led to the death of many of them. So we were participants, our ancestors in this area, this land remembers what was done. Yet they have chosen to forgive and to come back. And now the opportunity has come back for us to welcome them and to begin to restore. So the first thing that the Lord has put in our heart is to build them a house. And so some land was given. Um, a lady was commissioned by the Lord a number of years ago to buy land. Single lady did it. The Lord, through incredible redemption, funded the rest of that. When the enemy came and the whole 2008 crash and everything came and it looked like she was going to lose the land, the Lord caused the bank to forgive the loan and reduce it to almost nothing. I mean, unheard of. They, they, here they're going to foreclose it, and they end up telling her, well, if you just come up with $42,000, we'll call it a day. She gets a letter in the mail for $4,200, even though they had said 42000 Of course, to her at that time, that might as well have been $42,000. She just didn't have it. 
but the Lord spoke to some intercessors and they said, we can't allow this opportunity to be missed. And they sowed and did that. And she has held on to that land, which was just turned over to the Cherokee now, to the Eagle's return. And so what has happened, we're in a place now of like, how do we get in my house? How do we build something? And, and the fact of it is this house is going to be a training center. Like no other, the Native Americans, specifically the Cherokee tribe, are absolute experts in land redemption. Everybody here know that land has a voice? Okay. When blood is spilt on that land, as it talks about in numbers, that can only be redeemed by the blood who spilt it. And then you have Jesus, whose blood covers all. So that blood, we need to, if you look around at the things that have been stolen from this community, NASCAR, Lowe's, major ministries have come in, but they've had to go elsewhere to survive. Because of what was done by our ancestors stealing, there's been a loss of inheritance to this region. We've lost the opportunities for schools. We've lost the opportunities for entrepreneurism. That's in the DNA here. That was put, when the Lord created this land, he put all the provision in that land for the kingdom of God. Yet the enemy has taken that and frozen it. We talk about land redemption. Well, as much as there is a physical earth, there's also a spiritual earth. And it talks about that being subject to futility in Romans. And it's waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God to come redeem it. Let me ask you this. Are you sons of God? Okay. Are you guys in the redeeming business? Do you have a redeemer for a savior? Okay, great. <laughs> then I'm in the right place. <laughs> so before I introduce them, I want to kind of talk about what happened on Friday. Friday, we went into a little bit of a story. And it's come to find out through some stuff, which if you'll go to the eaglesreturn.org, you'll be able to see some history and some documentation it takes you back thousands of years as to where the Native Americans come from. And I'm thinking it's going to surprise you. It's going to open your eyes to the fact that God is a lot bigger than you ever thought he was. And he has such a structured plan in place. We stumble into things, but it's like he planned this all along. And so it's a great place to go to get an education. We'll continue to update it. But we developed this website to be able to bring some revelation as to who they are, what the significance is to Moravian Falls and Wilkes County by them returning. Do yourself a favor, educate yourself in this. Go there, read it, look at the articles. There'll be more coming and more coming as more revelation comes. But this is a major event. Before the Lord can really pour out on this land, redemption had to be done to this land. And they came on Friday morning. We went over to the site that was given to them. And Clifton spoke a blessing. And as he was doing that, he says, I, I've chosen to forgive. I have no ought in me in that. And so he removed the reason for the curse. A curse cannot alight without a cause. He just snapped the cause out of there, forgave it. Now the enemy can no longer have judgments of hell against this community and against this land. It was done. It is over with. Clifton became the voice of the land. It was absolutely incredible. There was a resonance that was happening in his voice with the land. And immediately the land responded. The birds came. They started chirping. It was wild. It really was. Because the wind kicked up out of nowhere. 
I mean, it, it was a still day, and bam, the wind came. You know, it, it talked about that in Romans, about redeeming the land, and the land is singing and wel welcoming them back. And I want to invite everybody in here to do the same thing. They are coming here. At great expense to them, they've come here to redeem this land and to come back to the homeland of what originally belonged to them. If you get an opportunity, show them, give them your gratitude, thank them, support them in the, the handcrafted beads that they have made. I mean, these are all made on the reservation. Unfortunately, a lot of people are buying them and putting them on eBay and selling them for hundreds of dollars, but the fact of it is they have brought them here. You will not see them this cheap again because we're not going to let her do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. We're going to make sure that she gets fair market value for what she's selling. This is, this is a time for a blessing of our brothers and sisters who are returning to us. So anyway, it's been a great opportunity to house them for the weekend. They're going to be coming back soon. Please go to the website, theeaglesreturn.org. Educate yourself. And then there's a info at eaglesreturn.org, um, an email address. If you get something that the Lord is showing you, he's been speaking to you about that, share it with us, please. Because this is not a single person's effort. This is not a few people's effort. This is, this is the remnant. And you know what? You are the remnant. You are here today because the Lord spoke to you and purposed you to be here to hear this message and to receive Apostle Pettit. So I just want to thank you for that. Thank you for your time. And Apostle Pettit, would you come up here and bless us with a word from the Lord? Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. Thank you. Okay, uh, you can be seated. Uh, the first thing that I want to do here before I get into the Word of God is going to be, uh, I have been very encouraged and very blessed this morning. Uh, if it's okay, can you come? I didn't even get your name. I know you told me your, I think you told me your name, but I, I want this sister to come and to stand, just stand with me right here and, uh, and I, and I really appreciate her. And uh, this sister is from England? England. And what she done is she walks up to me and says, I want to give you this. She said, and I love her accent. I, I love the way she talks and... We're going to hear many accents in the Raven Falls, aren't we? And uh, whenever I go way up north in the Canadians, uh, they always recognize my accent. They say, hey, you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> so, but anyway, what she done was this. You can't make this corn to be any more pure than what it is right now. This is pure silver, she, t she told me. And there's a story behind all of this. You remember me testifying to you about there was four candidates that come to Oklahoma over 10 years ago. And one of the candidates was from England. 
another one from Ireland. And I want to use these two countries here in what the uh, people, the candidates from Ireland, what they told. See, they had one, one person from Ireland, his name was Brandon. And me and him just connected up like that. He says, you're the First Nation to host people here. I said, yeah. And he said, well, I'm the First Nation of Ireland. I'm the real, you know, I'm the real one. Some of these people, you know, they say who they are, but when we go back to Ireland, they're going to be somebody else, okay? <laughs> and he taught me quite a bit. I'm the First Nation. I said, okay. But the... Candidates from England came to the capital of Turkey Nation. And what they did was they spoke and said, we were the gate openers. We opened up the gate for all of the other nations to do what they have done. And we want to repent, Clifton, on behalf of the Turkey nation for what has happened because we opened up that gate. So what happened to your people happened to the people in Ireland about 200 years ago. So what we did to them, they did that to you. Now watch this. That was the day God delivered me and healed me, and I'm totally healed. But what's so amazing is I meet this, this woman comes up to me from England. You can't get no purer than this, she tells me. So now, back on the original homestead of the Turkey Nation, we meet again. Two nations come back together where we were removed and the place of where we were removed is where the pureness and the righteous of God is getting ready to get a hold of the people here. And it's not only going to be the churchy nation, but it's going to be for the ones that open up the gate. That's forgiveness, isn't it? That's the blood of Jesus Christ working in his people. She gave me this, and I went to digging, and I dug this up and said, I want to give you this here today. See, when they put, when, when, when they put us on, on the trail of tears, what happened was they gave us blankets, but when we got the blankets to keep our children warm, they died. They had, anyway, what happened was, but I want to give you a blanket here today that also is pure, it's clean, and as the First Nation and the host people of this land that the Creator put the Cherokee Nation on, I give you a blanket that is pure as it can be. You don't want to say nothing? You don't want to say nothing? 
say thank you, Father. I know you seek to reconcile and bring unity. I thank you, Father, that you so desire reconciliation and so desire unity between all your peoples, Lord, and that with that will bring a greater and better revival. And just thank you. Thank you so much for this. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Take that mic to that woman, will you? Thank you very much. God is doing something, isn't it? And she said, if I heard her right, they're getting a house built, or they have a house there in Poor Snob somewhere. Is that right? Y'all going to get one built? Cool. So uh, God is moving, isn't he? And what, what I see out of all of this is, you know, if, if all this, the gathering and the meeting that took place in the first time over these regions, if it would have been done the right way, we would not have to fix anything here today. But we have that option to allow the Holy Ghost to fix everything. And I'm so glad here today that God has chosen each and every one of us here today to play a part of what is getting ready to be fixed, which was broken many, many years ago. And it's so, it's so unique how we can meet where broken treaties, broken covenants, and people's homes were stolen, and people, uh, Turkey Nation, they had their homes and Soldiers came and they drugged them out of their homes and said, you're not going to live here no more and went down and went down to what we call L.J. Georgia's stockades were built down there. And, and what happened was they, I'm going to just share a little history, okay? And, and I'm not saying this to be mean or to try to put you down. I'm saying this out of love because I'm healed. We need to know the history in order to, to, to press on and to know what nations are really feeling and what they've been through with. And, and at a time that we're in, he's going to be delivering and setting us free. And, and what's happening is they built stockades and, and families would come together and they would get the man and strip him of all his clothes. And what they would do was beat him and, and whip him in front of his wife and his children and everything. And what they would do was they, they, what, they were trying to break his spirit in front of his own family. And that was the key, the key to, to what the enemy power wanted to do. If I can strip them of their dignity, if I can take away who they are, then I have succeeded. But somewhere down the line, God said, they're not going to go under. They're my chosen people, just like all the other nations are chosen here today. And God is allowing us to rise back up again here today. And I believe this is the time that we are in here this morning, that we are rising up mightily in the name of Jesus Christ. So no matter what nation that you are representing here, see, as you being a representative of a nation, your culture, that means many, many nations are here today. We're not looking for a whole nation to be present. All we're looking for and all God's looking for is one vessel that he can use in this day and time. 
So this is a, this is a great time that we are in. Now, very quickly, I know it's uh, almost 1130 now, and, and uh, I'm, I'll try to, I'm going to do my best to get you out of here because it's Easter, okay? And I know families likes to get together on Easter. So we do in Oklahoma. I don't know how y'all do here in North Carolina. We kind of get together and uh, have dinners and stuff. But, but the key thing is families, I believe, are going to come back together and we're going to obey what God wants to do in this day and time. But the key thing is going to be we must allow the word of God to advance us. <clears throat> the kingdom of God is here because you are here. Kingdom of God is within you. That's what we must understand. Everything that God wants to do, it's within us. When Paul was caught up into the third heaven, it was inside of him. His, his mind went into the third heaven. When Adam and Eve fell from the Garden of Eden, they didn't fall from way up there. All that happened was they went back to carnality. And we have to understand uh, what the Word of God is saying. That's why me and you are still yet eating good or evil. We have a battle with the tree of good and evil inside of our minds here right now. But there's a tree of life also that God wants me and you. If Christ in you in the hope of glory is maturing up, then that tree of life also is available. So we have to understand, do we want to advance? Or, or, or we, are we expecting God to move mightily at a level that we are in right now? No, there's more work. That's why uh, when we think about pureness, and there was a, a woman from Florida gave me this also too. See, everything's been presented white as pureness. The wampum belts, walk on this white path. And I believe in order for me and you to walk on this white path, we, got to let, we, we have to let that revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ be revealed to us. So we walk spiritually, our minds are transformed where we know now that we are walking on this path. Everything is spiritual here. That's why when we get into the book of Revelation, if you're not spiritually and mature enough here in a time that we are in, what's going to happen is all you're going to create is a lot of monsters and you're going to create a lot of out of space uh, movements that are not there and you're going to think that I'm scared of the book of Revelation because oh it's terrible. No. If you read in the first chapter of the book of Revelation what did it tell us? It's the revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ. And whenever we get into the book of Revelation, it's not to condemn us, but it's like John the Revelator operated in the seven churches when he first began uh, to get, get a vision. 
Seen all the seven churches where they lost their love and the Ephesus where they wouldn't evangelize because God was sending them out. And if you don't repent and go back unto your first love, and you know, God, that's what John had, a revelation to the seven churches. But God told him, John, now what I want you to see is not around these seven churches. It's not around the Passover. It's not around the Pentecost level, but it's going to be higher than that. I have to take you on into what we call the Feast of the Tabernacle. So God says, John, you come up higher. Come up higher, John, what I want to show you. And that's what God is telling us here in Moravian Falls. I want you to come up higher because what I want to show you, you're not going to be able to see it way down below what we call Christianity and what we call, you know, uh, of everything that we've already done. Everything we've done and we're still yet, and what we're still yet doing is not going to cause us to go up higher. It's not until God, God, calls me and you to come up higher. I cannot, I, I cannot tell this man come up higher. It has to be God calling him and God has to call you. I can't promote you here today. I can't, I can't say this is what's going to happen in your life because this is a pure walk of God that God is choosing the remnant right now. So that's the reason why it takes me and you to mature up in this word of God here. So when John the Revelator was elevated up, he seen many waters. He seen the great mother whore. And when he seen that great Babylonian system, he seen it on fire, fire with smoke was coming forth. That's how come God wants to set me and you on fire so that that Babylonian system can be burned up, first of all, inside of us. And as it begins to burn and as smoke goes up, I really do believe Babylon is going to be burning come on it's burning up right now where in us don't point to that person come on driving down the road all high messed up or the drug home God when when God elevated John it was for me and you in this time Oh, I'm so pure, I'm so clean, that Babylonian ain't, ain't even inside of me. Ah, come on. It's time we quit lying to our own self and say, I need to be cleansed. I need to be washed. Well, it's her fault and his fault. Nah, take it easy. If I can forgive this family from England of everything that happened to my for the Cherokee Nation, I know you can forgive your brother and sister here today. I know we can. This can be done if me and you can really elevate up here this morning. And we got, we, got, we got a lot of work to do. There's a lot of things that's got to happen. And I believe here today we have an option to do things the right way now. And I believe it's going to happen. I want to talk to you a little bit about Joseph, if I may. And use the name Joseph and everything he had to go through with as a type of a sonship ministry, okay? And also a type of Christ. 
It's the, and I want to use the name Joseph because I believe every one of us here, we should know what Joseph had to go through with. Now, Jacob called Joseph a first, a fruitful bowl in Genesis 49 and 22. Now, the word translated bowl here is the Hebrew word ben, B-E-N. It means son. I'm going to have to go kind of quick, okay? So whenever we talk about Joseph as a type of a sonship ministry, and his name means Ben, B-E-N, what we have to look at here is that the birthright is essential to obtaining promise of sonship, which is the second works of Christ is a Joseph work that brings us into full sonship, sometimes called the adoption sons. Now we have to understand this is a time of being adopted, not just being, not just knowing that we're a joint heir. See, a son knows what he has inherited. A son knows who he is in Christ Jesus. In joint air sometimes is that really hasn't got a good message on the sonship ministry sometimes they'll say well i think this uh this will is going to the will is going to uh that jesus left me is uh, everything he has i have but everything jesus christ has if it's ours i believe sometimes we're still walking way below the privilege that god has given unto us so what's happening, if, it's, if it means being in sonship, I really do believe that Joseph had a brother whose name was Benjamin. So we need to really study name names. If, if, we, uh, if people call out your name and people know your name, that's your nature. It's who you are. It's how you operate. So they know, so we know people by their nature, by their name here. So Joseph's brother imputed their sins to him by laying their hands on him. <clears throat> they first threw him into a pit in order that we might see the prophetic order of events as they unfold. Now the pit represents Jesus Christ in his first work. Now we have to identify within us, are we operating in the first works of Christ or are we working and operating in the second works of Christ? The first works is everything he has already done and the second works is how me and you grab a hold of this word and begin to manifest it. And we are in a time that God wants us, in other words, he's saying, greater works shall you do than that what I have done. That's why we have to understand, we, we, got a such strong, we have such a strong covenant here today. We got such a strong treaty that's being signed by the blood of Jesus Christ when he died on the cross of Calvary and arose on the third day here. And what happened was, they, experienced, they saw, uh, 
and they thought he was a gardener when they first couldn't recognize him. All it is is God is telling us he started everything in the Garden of Eden, and now Jesus is operating in also in the garden, and they think he's the gardener there. And what me and you are is we are now a garden. We are a vineyard. We are a place that God, come on, can cause his fruits to grow inside of us here today. That's who we are. We're, we're more powerful and we're mightier than what we think we are here today. That's why I believe when, a, when they said a nation that is go, that's going to be stripped, it'll never rise up again. See, it didn't want Turkey Nation to operate in its own homestead and birth this message in. That's what the enemy power wanted. He didn't, he didn't want me to ever come back here. But our prophets back in Oklahoma, they kept prophesizing. They kept not that they, they wouldn't give up. Some of them even said, there coming a time there's going to be one of us. That's called, that God is going to raise up. And when God begins to raise one of us back up, he's, God's going to send him back and restore everything. Been so many prophecies that have come to see this day that we are in right now. That's why when I stand here, I'm in my original place that God has put me, and there ain't a demon in hell. Come on, that can come against me. I'll stand, I'll fight, and say, we're going to win this battle here. I'm going to say, you, you and your families are going to be saved, and everything is going to be all right. Some years ago, we were in Allegiant, Georgia. We were able to go <clears throat> to where... A fort was built to lock up the Turkey people. All there was there was a cemetery. And that day, <clears throat> they had me to pray in my language. Many that were there said the earth quaked. Many said things happened, but at that time, spiritually, I seen a great big root. Similar to a tree root. Very big. Here in this region, in, down in LJ, I seen this root go all the way to Oklahoma. And at that time, God began to speak to me and say, there's going to be one of the most greatest movements of God that is going to take place in the days to come. But it's, it's got to start where I predestined for it to start. And I have ordained for my purpose to, be, to, to work in a nation. I placed them in, my, in their jurisdiction. And it's going to start right there. And I'm here to say today that it's going to start... But I can't do this all by myself here. My prophets from the Turkey Nation has taught me that in order for this to work right here, we need 
one another here. I need you as much, come on, as, come on, you need me here. We gotta work this out. We gotta, we gotta come together in this here today in order for it to work. That's why I'm willing. I'm willing to pay the price no matter what the cost, I'm willing to humble myself down to see this work here today. I really am. A type of sonship. See, first works and second works of Christ. Where are we working at? Where are we at? Are we wanting it? Are we want, do we want Jesus to do it? Or have we matured up enough to know that that nature and that character of Christ that now lives inside of us wants us to lay hands? And he does want us, come on, to see men and women recover in this day and time. That is the second works of Christ. And the second works of Christ is going to be mightier and greater because there's a lot of things that's going to have to be brought down. Now, watch this. Joseph was then taken to Egypt where he rose to power above all, second only to Pharaoh. And this Joseph was a type of Christ who after his death, see, his family thought he was dead. And religion thought Jesus was dead in that tomb. But little did they know, his spirit, if you ever studied the crucifixion of Jesus when he was hanging on the cross, and whenever he gave up the ghost, you study that and go back to the origin of many of those words there. Sometimes, if I may say this without offending anybody, sometimes our in English translation really messes me and you up. <laughs> it does. And what I have learned is I always go back to the origin of the word. But if you notice, what happens is when he gave up the ghost... His spirit went, and his spirit was close by, close, not so far away. That's why Cherokee Nation knows the revelation. When somebody dies, they're not far, their spirit is not far away. They're, they're still yet real close. That's why there's a cloud of witnesses right now around each and every one of us here we have to understand really who we are in Christ Jesus see they're waiting on us they're with Jesus and they're waiting on us they're waiting on me and you to see the great the greatest movement of God that America is going to see. They're waiting on me and you. Because when it breaks out, it's going to be like when Jesus went up on the mountain, translated, who showed up? Elijah and Moses showed up. And when me and you step into our places, they 
without us cannot be made perfect. They're waiting on this so that they can be made perfect, matured, just like what God wants to do in Moravian Falls. He wants to birth in perfection unto us, make us so pure. See, in the church and nation, white is not a color like it is in the culture of English. White, simply for us, is pureness. It's pureness. Purif purification. White pat. And we call it white because the English word white translated, was translated, but the origin of that word white, if you go back into the Cherokee nation, we say, it means it's a path of pure road. Blue is not what you say it's blue here, but blue is whenever we first came in contact, that word blue come in there because you ever notice a, a non-native? That non-native, if I, if I can use this without anybody, I think we should be mature enough into no one another. If I say white, black, or whatever, you'd be okay with it. When a white person, when a white man stands up, short sleeves, you see the blood veins, what color are they? That's why the Turkey, in Turkey Nation, you were the blue people. <laughs> so our colors are different, okay? And, uh, but the key thing is, I want to cross culture and understand you're white and I'm Indian. What other race you are here, tell me, it's okay, all right? We, God is putting us all together here. See, what happens here now is he's a type of Christ after his death and resurrection ascended to the Father. He was given a name which is far above every name. And at the end of this 21st year time of Jacob's trouble, wherein Jacob was separated from Joseph and though in thought him dead. God sent a famine to bring the age to an end. You mean God sent, sent a famine? Yes, God can send a famine. God can do whatever he wants to to get people's attention. You don't believe me? Look at America. But God can do anything. It's trying to humble America back down again. It really is. So whatever that it's America is going through with, I've learned I'm not involved. And I hope you don't get involved. I am involved in the kingdom. See, if you're, in, if you're in tune with the kingdom, the heck with who's president in the White House. Well, if he do this, no, no, no. 
Get it together. Our hap doesn't come from the White House. Our hap does not come from who's in the Congress. You know where our hap coming from? And you know what God is developing? Number 12, government for the kingdom of God. He's developing kings and priests after the order of Melchizedek. A higher rank than president in the White House and all the Congress and senators that you can put together. This Melchizedek is higher than all of that. That's why here today in the Raven Falls, it's not what happens there, but it's what happens in the kingdom of God here. Well, we got to pray. Yeah, yeah, we got to pray for everybody. We got to pray for our leaders, but we don't have to go down with them. Nor, nor do we have, we have to get mad. You understand? That means if you're a Democrat or Republican, you don't have to be mad at one another. This is the kingdom of God. You know, there's a, we did some spiritual warfare in Paducah, Kentucky one time. And there was one young man there, he, he played, I mean, he was a sergeant in our SWAT team. So we took a team down there that we trained up, <clears throat> went after the enemy power. We all went on the mounds down there and we got on the mound and Sergeant Clifton, 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 God gave me a word. God gave me a word. Okay, okay, take it easy. I'll, I'll, I'll tell uh, Nigel that you got a, you got a word. I said, Nigel, Sergeant here's got a word. And you know, sometimes you get in, in these prayer deals, you get involved with so much, everybody's got a word and everybody, everybody's seeing visions and everything else. Nigel was really getting upset. He said, who is it? Sergeant. Sergeant. He said, well, you tell him that we're not going to let him. And if he gets mad, then it wasn't really all that important. So I said, Nigel said he didn't want you to share. He thinks that uh, we need to continue and stay focused on what we're doing. He said, mm -mm. He went. <laughs> we got back on the streets of Paducah. He had his backpack, sat down. So today, if you have all these prophecies inside of you, you think that you got to bring forth. And if you get mad, was it really of God? By the way, he's calling me and you to a higher level than just prophecy also. In this sonship ministry, we have to understand that. 
So here in Moravian Falls, I hope we put out the fire that has been but the same old fire that's been burning and say, God, let me be able to, as I add another piece of my flesh into this fire. God, I pray right now that you will elevate me a little bit more higher. So I, want, I want to be that fire ministry that you're developing in these last days here. I want to be one that will step into this sonship ministry here. So, what we're seeing here is he was invited now. So he, Joseph turns right back around and what he does is he invites his family to move to Egypt. See that? He's inviting now Joseph is I know who you are. You, you can't recognize me, but I know who you are. This, this is what Joseph's doing now. The same way with Christ. Jesus is saying, I know who you are, but you can't recognize me. But you don't know who I am. You can't recognize me. But a sonship ministry, that's the first thing it does. It recognizes him because it, it, his character is becoming just like him now. But we can't be like Jesus and look like Jesus and act like Jesus as long as we stay in that lower level. We got to come up higher just like John the Revelator. So what's happening is I know that that's my family. That's God's chosen people. You are God's chosen people. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite you to where I am. You thought I was dead. You thought I was long gone, didn't you? You thought I wouldn't return, did you? So Joseph is saying, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a way for you because God is for you. So Joseph's, Joseph, whenever his family, he invited his family and they show up. And none of them recognized him. What was in Joseph's heart? If we, if we know the story here today, we can, we can know what was really inside of his heart. What did he say? Do you have a younger brother? Do you have a younger brother? See, his heart was... As a matter of fact, when he got away from there, he went up into the chambers and he wept because he wanted to see his younger brother, Benjamin. Now you look up the word, the name Benjamin, son of the right hand. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of our heavenly father and there's a Benjamin company being created right now, a sonship ministry to sit at the right hand of our heavenly father. See, that's... That what, what Christ is doing is what he's longing for. What he's longing for is, I have a little brother. And we call it the sonship ministry. Joseph called him Benjamin. Yeah. My little brother. Jesus is our big brother. That what is inside of all of us, that seed, the word of God, that what is inside of us, it's wanting to grow, and Jesus wants to see.
me in you because that's his little brother that is inside of me and you. He, in other words, that's why we are the sons of God. Whether if you're a, born a female or a male in the natural, in the spiritual realm, it will be a sonship ministry. That's what is inside of me and you. No different from the birth of Jesus, a woman by the name of Mary. And this bride, we are the bride. What's happening is she's getting ready to go to the wedding chambers with the groom. And there's getting ready to be a sonship ministry that's going to be birthed. And I, and I claim that here in Moravian Falls. I pray that in Moravian Falls, it will not just be going to church. I pray that in Moravian Falls, all over this region here right now, that our goal will be that what is inside of us will now grow. And we will give birth unto that. Here in Moravian Falls. Praise God. We're, we're, we're getting ready to shift. We are. See, Joe, when he invited the family, Egypt, and then went to meet Jacob as he was coming. Genesis 46 and verse 29, he came to his chariot. And no doubt drawn by a white horse, for this would best, despite the coming of Christ in Revelation 19, where he said to, co to come on a white horse, leading the armies of heaven. Joseph was able to save many people alive because his brothers had sold him as a slave and unto Egypt. See, don't sell what is inside of you for you to continue what you're doing right now. Don't have a, mis a spiritual miscarriage of what is inside of you. Don't put him up for adoption. Don't let him... Don't try to birth him into a denominational mindset. Don't try to birth him in into some old religious formula here. But let that what is inside of you feed him what will cause him to grow. And that is the real genuine pure word of God. Feed him the word. Yeah. And don't give me this, oh, well, I know my calling. He told me to do this. Well, he told me just to be, and I'm going to be who just I am. Get it together. <laughs> my goodness. There's a greater calling that is waiting for me and you here. But he's going to take the Word of God molding me and you, kicking me and you, hammering us 
His word is like a hammer. He's going to take us to the rock quarry. He's going to take us there and a chisel's going to come and a sledgehammer. Come on, he's going to start knocking things off of our minds here. But when that, when that rock is finally finished down there at the quarry, what, what happened? It was a perfect fit for the temple to be built on Solomon's temple. This afternoon in my closing, as I go back to the reservation in Oklahoma, my goal for the land that God has given unto Cherokee Nation is that his will be done on earth even as it is in heaven. I want a sonship ministry. This is my goal. A sonship ministry to be birthed or that sonship ministry when it's birthed walks on Moravian Falls at the original homestead it's walking, but as it walks, it's a many-membered. In the head is Christ. That means it's walking right here, but it's heavenly-minded. Yes. Heaven and earth has now come together. That's where the line, see the line is the mean beast nature inside of us. But the Lamb is there to redeem us. And what's going to happen is now the Lamb and the Lion in us has, can now lay together. They can now lay together in peace. And that's my goal. I'll be leaving right after this service. And uh, I, I just want to leave that with you. And I want to say there is, see, God has been raising me up in Oklahoma for 40 years now preparing me for what we see taking place here right now he has so I'm not I'm not just here accidentally I'm not here just to you know uh, say hey I'm back now you gotta listen to me no <laughs> I'm here because God wants to put me and you together. Amen. He wants me and you to stand uh, hand to hand, walking together as he leads each and every one of us. But there is so much revelation that we need to get a hold of. And that revelation must be the second works of Christ manifesting inside of us. Jesus did it, we always say, but now we can do it now because he's made a way for us. So in my, in my closing here today, I want to say thank you. My, uh, all of my group, all 11 of us, we want to say thank you for your hospitality. Thank you for being so nice to each and every one of us, and we accept and we're thankful for everything you have given unto us. Here we come back in peace to work with you and to join up with you. God bless you, and 
I can't say bye in my language, but I can say Dodanda going hunt you. We're gonna I'll see you again, okay? God bless you and thank you.